All right, it looks like the Warner Brothers, they're going to be rebooting the Superman franchise. So that means that Henry Cavill is not going to be Superman, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Um, I'm not sure if it's confirmed or not if Henry Cavill is no longer going to play Superman. Like, period. But they brought in J.J. Abrams and they're going to be doing uh, another Superman movie, I guess, in a different universe. I guess it's kind, it's kind of similar to how they are doing the Batman movie with Robert Pattinson, where that's a separate universe, okay? And I, I have no problem with it, you know, because when you think about it, when you when you read comic books, you know, you have different versions of Superman, you know, um, and you have different versions of Batman, Spider-Man, Hulk, Iron Man, and all those characters, um, you know, um, it's just different versions, and sometimes they may be out at the same time, or you might be a fan of one version, and then they come out with a different one, but anyways, um, they're going to be using Calvin Ellis. Now, I'm excited about this one. Number one, this Superman is African-American. But number two, I'm also excited about this one because he's destined for greatness. Of course, his last name is Ellis. You know, while other people are thinking, well, Calvin Ellis is destined for greatness because he's a Kryptonian who becomes the president of the United States of America. That's great and all, but what makes him even greater what increases his probability of being great and phenomenal is that his last name is Ellis, man. Like me. <laughs> but anyways, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I think I think it's going to be pretty cool. Now, I'm not too, too familiar with the character. I mean, I know of him, but I haven't seen, I haven't seen too many, um, I haven't seen any animated movies or shows or anything with him in it. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's probably in some, but I need to do more research on the character, and I will. And when I do, guess what? I'm going to do a video, and I'm going to do a podcast on it, so that way you can listen to it and watch it, all right? But um, I, 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 have, I, I think I have the casting choice on who they should pick. Now, a lot of people are saying Michael B. Jordan. Listen, man, Michael B. Jordan can't play everything. If he does, I got no problem with it. But man, listen, Michael B. Jordan has played Johnny Storm. He played a hero in the movie um, Chronicle. You should see that movie. came out in 2010. Real good, good um, superhero origin story, original story, okay? Um, He played, hey, he's Apollo Creed, son, Adonis Creed. That's a superhero right there. To to me, that's a superhero. I mean... That character right there in that franchise is just as important as as all the other comic heroes, okay? Um, real talk, okay? And, hey, he played um, Killmonger in the Black Panther movie. Now, there's rumors that he might end up becoming the Black Panther or Black Panther in a different um, time frame, like in the multiverse. Not sure. Uh, but I heard rumors that he's going to be back in you know, it's it's good that you, that that they bring that they're bringing him back because he's very important to the franchise and he did such a brilliant job as Killmonger. I mean, to me, it was up on the level as Loki in the Thor movies, and you see, we still getting Loki, and we even got a Loki series coming out in June that eventually I'm gonna talk about. All right, but um, 
I do know, like back in 2019, um, Michael B. Jordan, um, him and his people from his team, they was talking, they was in talks of potentially doing a Superman movie with Calvin, Calvin Ellis, Calvin Ellis, like that, Ellis boy. But anyways, um, they never did agree upon anything. Not sure what happened, or you know, but maybe they bring those talks back to the table. Maybe they bring that back to the mix. But um, if if Michael B. Jordan, and if he plays it, I'm fine with that. That's dope, I mean. But I'm curious, like, man, like, is he, is he hopefully he'll still play starring Black Panther if he's going to do that. If he's going to star Superman as well. I think that will be cool. But the guy that I think that, if they don't use Michael B. Jordan, that I think that could potentially play Superman is Reggae Jean Page. I said the name right. Reggae John Page. If you don't know who that is, you should check the show out, Bridgerton. He's he's the male lead. He plays Simon. Dude is awesome, man. The, the dude can act. But let me tell you something. I caught on to his acting in the 2016 um, remake of Roots. Okay? Um, if you haven't catched it, you can watch it on Hulu. Um, all five episodes. It's a limited series. Each episode is like an hour long, so it's five five hours total, five episodes, and he plays Chicken George in that movie. He does such a brilliant job in that movie. Um, prior to watching that, mo- that, that movie, I did not watch him roots. I, there was nothing else that I seen him in, okay? But um, he did such a brilliant job. And you know, when you see certain people, you know, you can just tell that, whether it's a man or a woman, boy or girl, you can just tell that, you know what? This person is going somewhere. You know, this person here is going to they got the it factor. Not only can they act, they got that it factor. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can just tell some people, you know? And I think with this guy here, man, I think, and, well, in the show Bridgerton, you know, dude is awesome. Now, I watched the show because, hey, man, this dude, he's not he's not the only good actor on there. It's a lot of brilliant actors on there, okay? But this dude right here is really breaking out, and a lot of people are starting, you know, are like, wow. Where did this dude come from? This dude is brilliant. Now, you got a lot, most of the females, you know, they they like him as eye candy, but to them, he's eye candy and he can act, okay? Me, I just focusing on the acting and stuff, but I see how, I see how, that's what I'm looking for, I see how females respond and stuff when this dude is doing, in, doing, doing, doing interviews and he's on the show and I'm like wow this dude here is like a rock star man he is like a rock star for real you know um I just watched me and my wife we watched SNL last week and Reggae John Page he was the um he was the host of SNL and Colin Johnston mentioned in an interview he said man with the whole COVID you know we're only allowed to maximum capacity of 25 capacity of 20 to 25 percent in the audience and he said man when he was out there the crowd was responding as like it was about as loud as it would be if it was a hundred percent occupancy, you know. And he went out there, he was like, "Man, like everybody was just like starstruck," you know. And you know, they, he, he generated a real good response from um, the audience on SNL, and he did a brilliant job. You should check it out. It was, I mean, he. And that's the cool thing I like about when actors and actresses they go on SNL because you know sometimes you know you get to see a more comedic role from them or 
or sometimes they may do a serious comedic role. You know, it's kind of diverse, you know. They're just like, I remember when The Rock got on SNL for the first time. You got to see him do a whole bunch of diverse, you know, you got to see him play a whole bunch of different type of roles that you normally wouldn't see him in. So the same thing with Reggae John Page. And um, I think this guy here, he has the swag to play Superman. Not just the swag, he has the look and he has the acting chops. And the cool thing about it is that a lot of times, you know, um, like you take Henry Cavill, for example. Um, if you didn't watch the show Tudors, you probably didn't know who Henry Cavill was, okay? He wasn't the star of Tudors, but he was one of the stars. Um, he, he was the secondary star, okay? But brilliant job. That's a real good show. Check that out. That's on Showtime, all right? But um, Henry, I thought Henry Cavill did an awesome job as Superman. Think about it. There's a lot of people, the masses, they wasn't familiar with Henry Cavill until he became Superman, all right? Just like how um, many of the masses, they're not, they wasn't familiar with reggae John Page until he started in Bridgerton. Okay, now I do believe that you put him as Superman. Oh man, I like I say, I don't know the whole background story with Calvin Ellis. I gotta do my research, but I think this dude can play that role. Real talk, man. He can play that role. I mean, I I think he can do that. You know, um, you know, he could bring bring charisma to the character. I mean, because it's you know, but. My only thing is, is that the thing about it with the Superman character, you know, it's, they always portray Superman as, you know, a lot of people, they don't like it when Superman has that edge to him, or display swagger, you know, they expect Superman just to be just a goody two-shoes type person, and there's nothing wrong with that, but you take, for example, what Zack Snyder did in Man of Steel, when Superman killed General Zod, you had people outraged because Superman never kills. Well, here's the thing. Superman wasn't out there just trying to murder General Zod. Did y'all not see the whole scene? You're not, you're forgetting the context of the scene. You know, they're in the museum and General Zod literally said, he said, if, since you love them, okay, you can mourn them. Meaning, he was trying to kill that family in that museum. You know how I know this? Because he was intentionally shooting lasers out of his eyes to destroy that family. Now, General Zod put Superman in a position to where either either Superman continued to just try to subdue General, General Zod. And let's say if he, he may successfully subdue him, but there's going to be casualties innocent family who has nothing to do with anything on this or you'll be forced to kill General Zod who was once your father's best friend and who's your last representation being that you know of of your planet right and, and yeah the world you came from so he killed him but he didn't want to kill General Zod but he had to if he didn't, General Zod was going to kill that family and more people and more people, right? But a lot of people didn't like that. And I'm like, man, listen, Superman is a fictional character, but listen, the human side of him, guess what? He goes through things. He goes through things, you know? I mean, he's not perfect. He has all the powers that you could ever want. The most powerful superhero of all time, I believe, 
But guess what? Everything doesn't go perfect for him. And that's the beauty of it because nobody wants to watch a Superman movie where everything just goes easy for him and there's no struggle or no hurdles or no conflict or anything. Who wants to watch that? I know I don't want to watch that. Right? Not for no two hours. But anyways, um, I think Reggae Jean Page, I think he would be a real good casting choice to be Superman. I mean, in this iteration of it. Um, but hey man, I'm I, I still support it if Michael B. Jordan gets it. I don't know. So um that would be a cool thing, you know. Hey, um Michael B. Jordan did bring it to the table back in 2019, so we'll see how that goes. I'm not sure if he's expected to be a producer or anything on it. Um, but, um, hey, if not Michael B. Jordan, hey, reggae Jean Page, people. Also, reggae Jean Page, since we're on the subject as far as him potentially playing Calvin Ellis, aka Superman. Alright. I think the perfect character, and the thing about it, I was gonna do an episode on this about a week or two ago, but I kept pushing it back and stuff like that. But anyways, I think probably the perfect Marvel superhero for him would be Gambit. Gambit. Imagine him playing Gambit, man. Like Check this out. The thing about with Gambit, like, Gambit is not going to be high as far as superhero rankings. I'm not sure if he's in in the top 100 as far as when you're talking about his powers. Well, maybe he's in in the top 100, okay? He's not in the top 30 or top 20, all right? But here's the thing with Gambit, like, he's not dope because of his powers, like, the effectiveness of his powers, because it was one, it was one comic I read, and I forgot the name of it, but what happened was, is that Gambit was picking a fight with Captain America, okay, Captain America wasn't trying to play around with Gambit, Captain America had another bigger mission he was trying to tend to, but Gambit wanted some, wanted that action, so he unleashed the full level magnitude of his powers on Captain America, Knocked Captain America down, had a few, few, a few bruises. He got back up, put it, put it. I mean, and then he straight up like quickly dismantled Gambit. He didn't kill him, but he just straight up handled him quickly. All right, <laughs> you know, and he probably could have did more on Gambit. But anyways, but that's whoever wrote that in that comic book. I need to go see the author and the title of that. But um, that's how they portrayed it. But I wouldn't expect Gambit to beat Captain America, okay? That's not his enemy. But anyways, the thing about it, what what makes Gambit so cool is that Gambit is so cool. His personality, he has that swag, you know what I'm saying? He's just cool, you know? It's just like, okay, you see, um, every movie Denzel Washington is in, guess what? He doesn't have superpowers, but guess what? He always has has that swag has that swag you know that swag like you know empowers others inspires others you know it's like you know gambit is like you know you know what back in the day um the perfect casting for me for for the perfect actor to me that would that would have made an awesome gambit 
would have been Luke Perry. God rest his soul, rest in peace. But pretty much how Dylan McKay was in 90210, where he has that swag, you know, just has that swag about him. Dylan McKay wasn't the biggest, the smartest, or may I don't know the sharpest, but he just had that swag. He was just cool. You know, he was just cool like that. You know, it has that that shaft appeal to it, you know. You know, shaft. You know, shaft is just just cool, man. Now shaft is still kick ass, but shaft didn't have superpowers. But guess what? Shaft is cool. And his theme song, they say, hey, what the the who is the man that every woman want to be with? Shaft. Who is the man that all dudes want to hang out with? It's Shaft. You know, another character, the Mac. The Mac was just so fly and so cool like that, man. You know, and but the way Gambit looks, because I didn't know about Gambit until X-Men, the animated series. And I'm like, who is this dude here? I'm like, he got the electrical cards and stuff. But if you notice, <laughs> in the show, like, when he when he throws his cards out, like it, it probably has the same level of effectiveness as Jubilee when she's shooting sparks. You know, I mean to be honest with you, Gambit probably causes more damage when he has that bow and he can fight. You know, but anyways, um, when when you have when you do a Gambit movie or when you include him in the movie, you can do the powers however it is you want. You know what I'm saying to make it more realistic, but. And every hero and villain has a flaw. No one's perfect. Everyone can get exposed. Everyone can get beaten, okay? We thought the Hulk could could never get beat. And guess what? Thor be taking care of him on the fighting end. But nobody thought that Thor, that Hulk can get his butt kicked the way Thanos did him without the Infinity, Infinity Stone, all right? But anyways, Gambit Man just has this this swag about him, you know? It's just so cool. He's a charming character. The chicks dig him. The chicks dig him, you know. Hey, you know, so Reggae Jean Page, I think he would be perfect to play Gambit. Okay, well, some people saying, well, you know, well, he's black. I know he's black, but guess what? We're in a fictional, we're in a fictional world. You know what I'm saying? I think this dude here, this dude here has that swag. Like, when you have a certain swag like that, man, or a certain level of coolness. It doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter what color you are. Um, I was down for Channing Tatum to play Gambit. I was down for it, but it never happened. I mean, and I wish that would have happened, but I think I don't think he's attached to the role anymore, from my understanding. But I do think that, you know, you make Reggae Jean Page as Gambit, that right there would be, you know, that would that would give him more freedom than if he were to play Calvin Ellis, that Superman version. Because most people don't know the origin story of Gambit, you know, and there's some dramatic, conflicting stuff, like, if you remember, like, Gambit was working for Mr. Sinister, and he led the martyrs in there to go slaughter the Morlocks, and he didn't know that's what, that's, that's what they was gonna do, you know, he also, um, brought Storm to the X-Men, he saved her from the, um, was it the Shadow King, or something like that, you know, and he has, you know, he has his um, love interest with Rogue and stuff. You know, he always pursuing Rogue and Rogue is like, listen, watch out. I will kill you if I touch you. And that's not, and that's unintentional. Okay. But, um, man, like, Gambit, that, that's, to be honest with you, Gambit, Gambit is one of my favorite superheroes, right, of all time, seriously. 
not because of the powers. It's just, man, if I if I was gonna be a superhero, man, I want the swag that Gambit had. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'll figure out a way to get around with my superpowers. You know, even though they're not the most powerful powers. But guess what? I'm part of an ensemble. I'm part of the X. I'm part of the X Men. So guess what? I'm never alone. Okay. And Gambit is a master thief. I mean, the dude is. What's, an, what's another movie character that's you know what you take um the Ocean's Eleven movie okay or with George Clooney or you know what what's the other movie with George Clooney on where he was a thief um Out of Sight you take you know the way George Clooney the way he was in those movies that's the that's the that's the aura that Gambit generates Remy LeBeau that's the aura that he generates. You know what I'm saying? So that's how you got to do a Gambit movie. You know, you know, you can make it like an action heist movie or something, you know? Because that's what Gambit does. He's a master thief, man. Thieves versus the assassins, you know, a master thief. They can include that in the storyline. Mm. But um, tell me what you think. Hey, I think Re- Reggae John Page, I think he would be a dope Gambit. Marvel's Blade is coming soon, people. It's coming soon, all right? But as excited as I am that we're going to get another Blade movie, um, this time it's going to be Mahersha Ali. He's going to be starring in the main primary role as Blade. Okay, well, it's going to be PG-13. PG-13. After hearing that, I was, I was very disappointed. I was so disappointed that I mean, I I just literally, I literally just stopped and just stared at the wall like this for about ten minutes. For about ten minutes, for real. I'm like, I'm coming up with ideas in my head on why are they making this movie PG-13? Do they not want it to be good? Do they not want this movie to be great? Okay. For those of you who are unfamiliar, and if you are unfamiliar, you need to get familiar with Blade. Okay, Blade, he's the original Daywalker. Okay, Blade came out in like 1998, starring Wesley Snipes, rated R. All three Blade movies were rated R. Okay, I really enjoyed the first two movies. The third one, uh, the third one was, uh, I thought it could be better. You know, like they had too many. They gave too much time to secondary characters, as much as I'm a, I'm a fan of Jessica Biel and Ryan Reynolds, you know, I'm a big fan of theirs, but they took, you know, they gave them too much um, playing time. They were still in a lot of Wesley Snipes plays, playing time, okay? Didn't like that. But anyways, um, with Blade, man, like, it was rated R, it was pure action, great story, you know, and it had the perfect blend of of blood and, and him killing vampires and vampires killing people you know it was a, it was kind of like if you if you threw in um the lost boys and you threw in blade and the lost boys okay because i believe the lost boys is a rated art movie all right but um man like this movie here when it came out at the time like i was only familiar with blade uh, from the Spider-Man animated series that came out like in like 1995 and 
this movie here, man, exceeded my expectations. Number one, at that time, you had Prime Wesley Snipes. I mean, who was just badass. I mean, if you've seen movies like, um, what's the, what, what, what he played? Passenger 57. You know what I'm saying? Passenger 57, New Jack City, um, uh, Money Train with him and Woody Harrelson, um, White Man Can't Jump, you know, The Art of War. You know, these are great movies. A Boiling Point. You know, these are great movies that uh, Wesley Snipes stars in. And he's, you know, he, he knows karate. I believe he is a black belt, I think. I'm pretty sure he's a black belt, right? I think so. But anyways, you know, back in the day, man, Wesley Snipes had some of the best fighting court, the best fighting scenes, man, at that time, you know. And Blade, man, the fighting in Blade was just awesome, man. It was just awesome. I mean, you got to watch that. Like, it's so amazing, even though... Been over twenty, been over twenty years since that movie has came out. Like the action sequences in in that movie, okay, will still hold weight today, okay, and not barely. No, it will. Like it's some movies, Blade will smoke them as far as the fighting, the, the choreography, and the fighting scenes. Okay, love that movie perfect movie. I saw that movie in, at the theaters about three or four times. But anyways, when they said that the movie was going to be PG-13, I'm like, okay, how can you do this? Because it's a vampire movie, okay? You got to have the vampires in there. And you want, it to, you want it to have a certain element of, I mean, it wasn't like, I was never scared of the Blade movie, but of the vampires in there. But what it is, is that it's the uh, the content, like the, it's the it's the it's the verbiage in the movie, that, and the action scenes are what made it rated R. But I started thinking to myself and said, "Self, you know what? What was rated R back then is not necessarily going to qualify as rated R now." You know, when you think about it, um, you have a lot. You know, when you watch regular television, it's a lot of things that they show regular television. What I mean by regular television, I mean your ABC, NBC, CBS, um, Fox, um, UPN. Is UPN still a network? Um, WB. Okay. On those six channels, okay, those analog channels, alright, the things that you see on there now, you wouldn't be able to see on those channels. Like, when you watch shows like Grey's Anatomy, How to Get Away with Murder, um, Law and Order, SVU, um, Chicago Hope, all of these shows, okay, those shows would have just been strictly for cable shows back in those days, okay? But see, now, you know, they're more lenient on what you can say and what you can do and stuff. Now, you, now I still advise that you make sure your children are not watching. You, make sure, you want to make sure that they're watching age-appropriate content or shows or movies, okay? But yeah, a lot of stuff that they show on TV now would have been considered rated R back then, but it's not rated R now. Um, now, when you when you think about the horror genre, back in the day, when I was a kid, Friday the 13th, Halloween, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Child's Play, Poltergeist, uh, Hellraiser, you know, all these classic horror films, man, they were rated R. Now, 
we, you know, ever since probably about the year 2000, 2004-ish, you know, we have, we have a, a good amount of real good horror movies that are PG-13. One is um, The Sixth Sense, PG-13, all right? How about um, A Quiet Place came out in 2018, which is a brilliant horror movie. Matter of fact, that's one of the best horror movies that I've seen in the past 10 years. Love the concept. PG-13. The Devil, that movie, came out in 2010. PG-13. All right? The Skeleton Key. Have any of y'all seen The Skeleton Key? Brilliant movie. Came out in 2005. PG-13. Twilight. PG-13. Now, I know when you hear Twilight, a lot of times, initially, you may... You may feel like, okay, well, Twilight was a love story. Yeah, it was a love story, but let me tell you something. It did have some, the action scenes in Twilight were dope. I love the action scenes in Twilight. I mean, the thing about it is, I wish they had more action scenes in Twilight. Matter of fact, the last Twilight movie, I forgot the, I forgot the name of the last one, but the last one, they had, to me, that was like a battle royale type scene, you know? Yeah, I mean, the action, I mean, they slicing heads and, you know, the vampires pimp-slapping the werewolves and everything. I mean, it was, it was incredible. And the thing about it is, well, in a Blade movie, okay, we want to see action. And we, well, we also want to see a brilliant story. Now, I'm not expecting the Blade movie to be this love story like Twilight. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to even have a love interest in there. I don't know, but this is proof that you can make a good Blade movie, PG-13. We talk about action movies, okay, um, Rush Hour. I know it's a comedy, but it's more than a comedy movie. It's a comedy, it's an action comedy, all right? The, The action in there, Jackie Chan, even Chris Tucker was incredible in all three of those movies, okay? Even if you're a person, if you don't think the movie is funny, you have to appreciate the action scenes. Jackie Chan has starred in a lot of PG-13 action movies, okay? So, you know, know, so for me, that gives me hope that, hey, Blade can still be dope, even though it's not rated R. Now, once again, if I had the choice to make it rated R, I want it to be rated R, okay? You know, bring it back to the roots of Blade. Like, I get it, was PG-13 now, would have been rated R back then, but guess what, we're in the now, so you know what, I would like to see it rated R, that would be cool, I still think that would be cool, you know, I mean, you, but, and I guess another reason why they probably wouldn't make it rated R, because you, you, you kind of limited yourself as far as crossover potential, and that's the difference, you know, when Blade came out back in the day, they wasn't doing a lot of crossover stuff and everything, you know. Um, as a matter of fact, the Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire came out um, four years after Blade came out, okay. So, um, you know, they wouldn't have been able to cross them over like that, you know, because you have a, unless they would have added Blade in one of the Spider-Man movies, but still, Blade, what Blade does is the rated R stuff, you know. Um, but, um, now, you know, in in comics, whether if it's Marvel or DC or whatever, 
you know, we, we're seeing a lot of crossover and stuff. Like, for example, you take Captain America 3. It's pretty much uh, an Avengers movie, okay? You take um, um, the Spider-Man movie, um, Homecoming. Pair them up with Iron Man, okay? So you take Thor 3, Thor Ragnarok. You paired him up with Hulk, all right, and Valkyrie. So, you know, hey, with Blade, eventually you want to, you, you know, eventually, you know, you want to see, you want to see Blade be able to cross over over there in Spider-Man to, to help him face Morbius. You, you get what I'm saying? Or, or against the Sinister Six. Or you want to see Blade make, you know, somehow team up with Doctor Strange, you know, or, um, or maybe Ghost, or Ghost Rider, right? So it's a lot of potential to have these characters team up when you have the movie PG-13. I'm down for that. Oh, another good action movie that's PG-13? The Mummy franchise with Brandon Fraser. Okay, those movies, the first two were dope. Um, the third one, I didn't really like one be, like that one because they changed, they swapped out who, um, they swapped out his, his wife. Um, they had another actress playing his wife. So, And the actress who end up playing his wife in the third movie she's a brilliant actress but it's one of those things where it's like you know i mean we're so used to this person right here you know just like you know if you're a fan of fresh prince of bel-air you know i mean you're used to seeing the original unviv then you just bring another unviv on there i mean it's no diss to her she can act but what it is is that we like this one here all right but anyways I think by being PG-13, it gives us a chance to see potential crossovers, and eventually that's what we want to see, right? I mean, whether if it, you know, hopefully the Blade movie is going to be good, but if the movie is real good, we're going to be like, man, wouldn't you love to see him um, helping out the, teaming up with the Avengers, or teaming up with Wolverine whenever they bring Wolverine in, into the mix in the MCU, because there is a comic of Wolverine and Blade, okay? Or, here's another thing. Hey, Aliens and Predator, guess what? They're owned by the MCU. Disney owns those rights. And right now, they're in the process of producing uh, a comic where, or, or a graphic novel, where they have aliens and crossing over with different Marvel superheroes, okay? Guess what? I mean, you can use a character like Blade's help battling xenomorphs and face huggers and stuff or predators you know what I'm saying alright now it looks like Amber Heard might be out as Mira on Aquaman 2 um a lot of people, they wanted her to lose her job because of the situation that happened with Johnny Depp, okay? Um, but prior weeks and prior months, you know, she was still attached to the role. Um, from my understanding, she actually did reshoots um, for the Zack Snyder cut for Justice League. So, you know, it's kind of, I don't know. I mean, it's a lot of rumors going around on social media. It hasn't yet to be confirmed. But earlier this week, I heard rumors that Amelia Clark, a lot of people want Amelia Clark to replace her as Mira. As a matter of fact, that was apparently rumored um, back in December. Um, those of you who, who, who are not familiar with Amelia Clark, she played 
she starred as Daenerys Targaryen in Game of Thrones. And fun fact here, guess what? Um, she was um, Jason Momoa's wife in Game of Thrones. His character was called, his name is Khal Drago, leader of the Dothrakian army, okay? Man, great show, Game of Thrones, except for the certain parts of that last season. But anyways, it's still worth a watch. A lot of fun memories of Game of Thrones. But anyways, she starred as the mother of dragons, Daenerys Targaryen, all right? Um, man, like, do I want to see her as Mira? Hmm? I don't know, because actually, I thought Amber Heard did a did a great job as Mira. I thought she did a real good job as Mira. Is it Mira or Mira? Mira, I think it's Mira. I thought she did a good job as her. Um, I always felt that you know, um, you know, hey man, people make people make mistakes and stuff. You know, um, you still have a right to work and stuff like that. Um, the situation with Johnny Depp, it was in, it went to court. Um, I think all charges got dismissed or she was found not guilty and stuff like that. But I mean, hey, I'm not the boss. I mean, I don't know if they're, if, if WB, if Warner Brothers are losing money off of this and stuff like that. And also heard something to say that she violated her contract due to certain health reasons and stuff. So I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on, but I do know as far as like, I don't know her as a person. I only know her at recognize her as an actress and I do believe she played the character Mira very very well now is Amelia Clark capable of playing that character sure I think she is but I would like to see if they're gonna have Amelia Clark in in something I think that they should bring her in something as a in as a different character um, I'm not sure I'm not familiar with all the female characters in the Aquaman comics but you know you can bring her in as, as another something else you know what I could see Amelia Clark playing Poison Ivy I think that would be a good role for her you know or maybe Amelia Clark can come in and, and be rogue you know but if of course if she stars as Mira I mean of course I'm down for that I'm gonna watch that and I'm pretty sure she'll do a very good job and then you know what we, we'll fans of Game of Thrones you know we will get to see you know, we'll still look at it as um, Kyle Drago and his and his Khaleesi. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it'll have that element to it. So it's kind of like you know, um, whenever you see um, Adam Sandler, Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore in a movie, you know, it's like, man, you know, you you think about like when I watched first watched the movie Fifty First Dates, I'm still thinking about um, um, Robbie and Julia in the wedding scene. You know what I'm saying? When I watched um, the movie Blended, Blended with Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler, I'm thinking about their relationship in 51st Dates as if it's just a continuation of their long relationship. Because it seems like every decade, they at least do one movie together. Hopefully they do another movie together. I hope so. I'm clamoring for it. Maybe we can get a sequel of Wedding Singer or something, right? But anyways, um, this can potentially bring that type of appeal to... Um, if, if Amelia Clark is cast as Mira in Aquaman, that in Aquaman too, that would be pretty cool. So, I'm down for that. Um, now, the way I look at it, I think if they if they wanted to get, well, instead of writing Amber Heard off as Mira, um, one thing I I thought that they could have done, they could have took a page out of the Flashpoint animated movie 
where what happened was is that the Atlanteans and the Amazons they actually uh, jo- joined forces and what happened was you saw that uh, Wonder Woman and Aquaman was having a relationship and of course Mira didn't like that and Mira called out Wonder Woman well she went to go battle her and she fought hard but Wonder Woman ended up winning and off with Mira's head. Off with Mira's head she goes. You know, so I mean that would have that would be a cool action sequence if they did that in um I mean well of course not in the Justice League movie, but maybe the Flash movie or something like that, but I don't know, maybe that's too far fetched. Maybe they don't wanna extend it. They don't wanna wait that long to do that, so but it looks like Amber Heard might be out. Um, but that's still rumors, right? That's still rumors, but we'll see. Um, I will definitely monitor this, and once I, once I find out that it's been confirmed, I will deliver this news to y'all. All right? Then we'll talk about it. Student of the Game Podcast.